The BYU football program has left off the coaches' poll preseason top 25. Will that provide motivation for the Cougars this fall? We'll delve into that. We'll also talk about what I took away from about the 20 minutes of media observation at day four of BYU football training camp and a new commit, another new commit to the BYU football program from Corner Canyon High School. We'll get to know Owen Borg. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's good, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making us here on Locked On Cougars, your first listen of the day. Hope you all are doing fantastic out there. We are very proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. The motto around these parts is your team every day, and as such, we are your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. The goal here simply stated, to make you the smartest BYU fan in the room by giving you all the news you need to know about, particularly on the BYU football and basketball front, but we cover it all right here on Locked On Cougars. By way of introduction, for those of you who may be checking this out for the very first time, my name is Jake. I work for the KSL Sports Zone in Salt Lake City, Utah, as the executive producer of DJ and PK. But more importantly, I'm Moonlight right here as your daily host, talking all things BYU. And that's where we're going to get started on today's show. By way of the national pollsters out there, this time coming via the coaches. Uh, And it comes to the USA Today coaches poll. This is the one I think is the more illegitimate of the two major national polls. Uh, Let me be very clear up front as well. When it comes to the polling, the poll that really matters comes in November. That is the college football playoff poll. That is the true poll that is going to matter if you're BYU or any other college football program out there who has aspirations of making the college football playoff. Those are the rankings, the was it, the 12-person committee or whatever they have that meets down there in Dallas on a weekly basis and put those out put those puts those out weekly beginning in November. Those are the rankings that truly matter. The preseason polls are fun, they're talking fodder and the coaches poll came out. I'm recording this on on Monday afternoon, shortly after getting back from BYU football practice. So it came out earlier today. Those of you who may be watching or listening to this on Tuesday, it came out yesterday. And BYU is not in the preseason top 25. I ha- I'd have to say I'm not all that surprised that BYU was left off of this. I think a lot of people saw BYU seemingly fade down the stretch last season, even though they did win the 10 games. They went 5-0 against the Power 5, the, the, excuse me, the Pac-12. I thought that they might sneak in like 24 or 25, but alas, Ole Miss and Houston occupy those spots. If you were to uh, kind of dole this out, Iowa is the first team out, Penn State, Tennessee, and then BYU is the fourth team out. So if you extend this out, BYU is ranked number 29, in essence, in this coach's poll. Now, as I said, I think this is the more illegitimate of the two polls. The AP Top 25 poll, the Associated Press, which is actual media members who vote on this, will be coming out next Monday, and I consider that one of the two traditional polls out there that are put out on a weekly basis beginning in the preseason and they come out week by week. I consider the AP poll to be more legitimate of the two because the issue with the coaches poll and I know this for a fact I've had to talk to enough coaches over the years and they have indicated that a lot of times the coaches who are named as the quote unquote pollsters in this coaches poll they're not the ones actually doing the ranking it's usually like an SID, a grad assistant, they kind of put together a ranking uh, have the coach look over and say this look good to you yeah send it off 
I don't think that this is a poll that holds all that much water. But the one thing the BYU football program, Kalani Satake and his coaches should be using this for is to put it up on the bulletin board and point to it and say, guys, you won 10 games last year. You have won 21 games the past two years. And still, and still, they don't think you guys are top 25 caliber. Go out there, shut their mouths, and prove them wrong. That is what BYU should do with this. Use it as bulletin board material. I know that BYU is a program that's thought to be aspiring to higher ideals and wants to be the the choir boys, be nice guys, be thought of as nice guys. You know what? I have a, a, a good, good mentor of mine who is a former college football player who is also a very strong member of the LDS faith. And what he told me once upon a time was that when you step between those lines, guess what? That is your time to go out there, shut somebody's mouth, and punch them a couple of times and get away with it. When you step off that field, then you go back to being what you're supposed to be in your everyday life. But between the lines... Anything goes. And he, he didn't mean it to be like you, you just be malicious and dirty out there. You just go out there and play hard-nosed football. That's what BYU's whole MO has been under Kalani Satake. He has aspired since the day he arrived in Provo as the head coach of the BYU football program to have one of the toughest, meanest, and just uh, downright respected football programs out there. He wants his teams to go toe-to-toe with opponents. And when those opponents finish playing BYU, they feel every inch of the game that they played against the Cougars. So, you know what? Being unranked in this poll, it actually, in my mind, should be an advantage for BYU's coaches to be able to point to that and say, guys, let's go out there and show them what's what. Because they don't think you're good enough. They don't think you guys are capable of following up a 10-3 and season a year ago with the type of season that would be top 25 quality. I'm of the opinion, this is Jake Hatch speaking, I'm of the opinion that BYU is a top 25 preseason team. I, I truly believe that. This is a squad, as we've talked about, returned somewhere in the 80% realm, actually more than 80% of their offensive production, 97% of the defensive production. Why in the world would you not expect BYU to actually improve potentially on that 10-win season? I I don't know what to tell you. I just, I, I, I don't think people out there nationally, these, if it's a coach actually voting on it, I'll give them respect. But I don't think every single coach who is voting on this, and you can look down the list of who's voting in this. You have uh, Jamie Chadwell from Coastal Carolina, Paul Chris from Wisconsin, Dave Clawson from uh, Wake Forest, Jeff Trailer, Texas San Antonio. There's some interesting coaches on here, but the situation is uh, Kyle Whittingham, University of Utah head coach, is a voter on this. There are 66 head coaches here. If you're telling me that all 66 of these coaches are agonizing over every single one of these teams and their preseason top 25, I'm going to point you to some land in Alaska that is beachfront property that I want you to buy. I, I just don't believe that they are in, as engaged as you think they are. Now, with regards to future opponents this season for BYU, they will face Notre Dame, who is ranked number 5 in this preseason poll. They will host Baylor in their home opener on September 10th. The, the Bears are ranked number 10 in this poll. The following week, they go to Oregon. The Ducks check in at number 12. And then I had one other one, Arkansas. Yeah, they go. So the home game the week after the game against Notre Dame against the Arkansas Razorbacks, well, Sam Pitts. 
Sam Pittman's team from uh, Arkansas, they check in at number 23. So there are four preseason top 25 teams on BYU's schedule, according to this poll. Other teams receiving votes include uh, BYU opponents in uh, Utah State. If I'm not mistaken, I saw Bo- uh, Boise State on there. Yeah, Boise State also in that uh, mix as well. So there are six teams. Half of BYU's regular season schedule has teams who have received preseason top 25 votes. So it's a pretty stout schedule for BYU, but the, the rallying cry for BYU this year should be like, you know what? We're going to go out and show you guys what's what. Now, I, I, that's what you got to do. If you're Kalani Satake, you point to it and say, you know what? They don't think that highly of us. Let's go out and prove them wrong once again. We've done it the past two years. They didn't think you guys could get over. I think it was, was it the over-under last year was seven wins. We went and got 10 wins. The year before that, it was the COVID year. We went out and showed everybody what we were made of going 11-1. and one. We're 21-4, and four, gentlemen, over the past two years. Let's make it at least 31 and whatever. Let's, let's get another double-digit win season, show them what's what. And at the end of the season, the polls that really matter will be in that top 25, if not inside the top 15. And if all goes according to what you would envision... Top 10, top 5, who knows? You got to go out and win the games. But go out, take care of business, and prove people wrong. All right, what did I take away from BYU uh, training camp day four? I was out there for about 20 minutes of BYU media observation. Some interesting things, some big plays. We'll get to all of that here in just a moment. First, though, a word on our friends over at LinkedIn, my friends. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people to help your team uh, get your business firing on all cylinders. That's where LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to fast and for free. You can create a free job post in just minutes with LinkedIn Jobs, reach your network and beyond with the world's largest professional network of, of, of over 810 million people worldwide. Then add your job and the ha- purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to help spread the word that you are hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. This is why small businesses are rating LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So get to LinkedIn Jobs right now. They're helping you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free right now at linkedin.com slash college. Once again, that's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Always appreciate you guys checking out the show. As I said in the open, I am back a mere moments seemingly after uh, BYU wrapped up day four of their training camp in Provo on Monday. Uh, so I'm going to get you guys the notes I took away from this. And some interesting stuff uh, came out of this. When we got out there as a media observation party, uh, they were doing seven-on-seven seven drills for the skill players. Offensive and defensive linemen are doing some one-on-one and uh, tandem blocking assignments on the other field. But of course, we're always going to look at the guys throwing touchdown passes and that type of stuff. And there were a number of touchdowns in that segment. The first one I saw coming out immediately was Cade Finnegan. He hit uh, Chase Roberts on a slant touchdown. It was a kind of a three-yard three, a three yard and in slant. Uh, Finnegan delivering a nice ball. Roberts uh, scoring the touchdown there. Oh, excuse me. Uh, the play before that, Anthony Olsen, uh, preferred walk-on tight end from Olympus High School. A lot of people have hoped that he is going to be part of the future rotation for BYU at tight end. And he has shown some nice things in fall camp. He narrowly uh, missed a chance to get a touchdown as we were walking out as a media uh, contingent. So he dropped a touchdown pass. Uh, I don't know who threw the pass. I apologize on that, but he did drop that touchdown pass. Then Cade Fennigan, as I said, hit Chase Roberts on a slant touchdown. Uh, Jaron Hall also had a touchdown pass in that period to Ethan Erickson, uh, one of the young tight ends in this uh, group. And then also Jacob Conover finished off the 7-on-7 period with a touchdown pass on a kind of a drag route uh, through 
through the back of the end zone to Carter Weed. He really helped to let the play develop, kind of lofted it in there after exhausting all options, and Carter Weed came down with a touchdown. So a good day, all things considered, for BYU's tight ends. Uh, near touchdown for Anthony Olsen, Ethan Erickson, as well as uh, uh, Carter Weed getting touchdowns in that 7-on-7. Seven seven. But Carter, uh, excuse, me, excuse me, Chase Roberts was not done. The play of the day came in the team period. Uh, they had a little bit of a water break and a meeting uh, portion for about five to t- uh, six minutes. And then they got into a team portion where they really went after it. The ones versus the ones. And BYU really let them get after it. It was not necessarily tackling to the ground, but they were wearing shoulder pads and there was some hitting going on. And that was the fun part is these guys really get after it. But the play of the game was courtesy of Jaron Hall. He put a pass, pinpoint accuracy. It was at least 40 yards. I think some people put it as many as 50 yards through the air. Uh, Chase Roberts down the middle of the field on a, a post route and Jaron Hall put it just absolutely on the money and Chase Roberts just hauls it in in the back of the end zone for the touchdown. It was by far the play of the day. It was absolutely phenomenal. I would imagine that BYU is going to put it up on social media at some points. Keep an eye on BYU football Twitter feed, etc. for that uh, highlight. It was impeccable in terms of the placement of the ball. It was not underthrown like some BYU fans were uh, opining about last year with regards to Jaron Hall and some of the passes he was throwing midseason, but It was an absolute home run ball, by far the play of the game. Now, with that being the play of the day, there were other things that came out of the team portion that I actually really enjoyed. I enjoyed watching the offensive and defensive lines really get after it. Because as I said, the ones went versus the ones. Now, the first string offensive line in this portion went as follows. From left to right, so left tackle to right tackle. You had Blake Freeland at left uh, tackle. Campbell Barrington filling in for his older brother, Clark Barrington, at left guard. A little bit of a change there. Connor Payet uh, reprising his role at center. Harris Lachance at guard. And then Kingsley Suomataia at right tackle. I had I haven't had a chance to edit the uh, video from BYU, but there is a very interesting uh, tidbit from Aaron Roderick uh, about Kingsley Suomataia. And we'll, we'll, I'll see if I can get the video for tomorrow's show. You need to see Aaron's uh, body language when he talks about Kingsley Suomatia. He called him, and I'll use the quote here, he called him the most athletic offensive lineman in terms of just sheer physical ability that he's ever seen. That is why Kingsley is in the mix here. And if Harris Lachance is going to be forced to play inside at guard, that's not a bad thing for BYU because Joe Tukuafu was in street clothes once again for practice for BYU. Uh, two notable guys that missed out on practice were Gunnar Romney as well as uh, Dallin Holker. Now, uh, there are some rumors out there. I've had them sent to me on social media about Gunnar Romney's status. Folks, if I had any information for you guys beyond what has been rumored out there, I'd be happy to pass along to you guys, but I have not seen any of the quote-unquote social media posts that indicate what exactly happened to him. But uh, according to Aaron Roderick, when I asked him the question, he said that there are going to be some days where we're going to show up to media observation and there'll be guys who won't be participating in drills. He uh, likened it to more of like what they call a veteran day in the NFL where just a guy, they know what they have with regards uh, to their skill sets. And a guy like Gunnar Romney, you know what you got from it. Same thing with Dallin Holker. I know Dallin's not necessarily been in the program as long as a guy like Gunnar, but you know what you got from both of those guys. They're proven commodities. Do they need every single rep in training camp to be ready for game one? Absolutely not. 
So if there are injury concerns, rest up, heal up, get back to 100%. The goal is game one. The goal is not tomorrow's practice. That is what you're focused on if you're BYU for those two. Now, other notes I took away from this. It was fun to see BYU run some razzle-dazzle. We saw their uh, traditional jet sweep type actions. Uh, Parker Kingston, the freshman uh, sensation from uh, Roy High School, had an opportunity there. Puka Nakua is being used in a multifaceted role. Of course, he is a star wide receiver for BYU. Uh, Really, really looking good there. But in addition to that, they're using him in jet sweep actions once again this year for the Cougars. So you're going to see a lot of different guys being used a lot of different ways in BYU's offense. And that's kind of how it's been since Jeff Grimes originally showed up at BYU with that jet sweep uh, offense that he was running with Tanner Mangum under center, more of the traditional jet sweep out of a like a single back set. But Aaron Roderick's uh, worked it into running it out of shotgun with quarterbacks under center, eye formations. They use it all. And that's the fun part about this. It's fun to see guys like Mason Wake and Houston Haymuley out there hitting guys. Uh, they are absolute battering rams at fullback for BYU, and I absolutely enjoy watching them play. And then one thing, a lot of people have maligned this BYU defensive line. I got to say, for one practice in, like I said, 10, 15, 20 minutes of media observation, I was impressed with BYU's defensive line effort. They were lively. They were pesky. Uh, they, at times, held their own. There are other times they got dominated by a very good BYU offensive line. But for day four of training camp, I was impressed by the effort level from the BYU defensive line. They had their moments where I thought they showed some things. that You'd like to see them win a few more battles, get some tackles for loss, sacks, that type of stuff. But I thought, just for my money, in terms of the short observation period that we had, I actually thought BYU's defensive line had a pretty good day all things considered. So that's another thing I guess you can uh, take away as a positive from today's show. Now the final thing, uh, as I said, uh, uh, Jaron hit uh, Chase Roberts for that touchdown in the play of the game, but a guy that continues to show out in fall camp, and I, he- I have heard about him since the moment he arrived at BYU, does this in spring ball and in fall camp, and I hear it from people. I saw it with my own eyes on a couple of plays. Cade Moore, he is a walk-on wide receiver from Lehigh High School, actually played with Dallin Holker for uh, the Lehigh Pioneers in his high school days. Cade Moore continues to show out at wide receiver for BYU. I don't necessarily know if there's going to be a rotation spot for him this year with the Cougars, but with that second and third unit, Cade Moore just continues to show what he's got. He's got sticky hands. He catches everything thrown his way, making plays. He's not the biggest, he's not the fastest, he's not the strongest wide receiver out there, but what he does is simply make plays. And I don't know, like I said, I don't know if there's necessarily a spot for him that they're going to carve out a role for him. I, I don't pretend to know what the plan is but what I can say is Cade Moore continues to be that quote unquote fall camp All-American for BYU and hopefully at some point that yields an opportunity for him to show what he can do actually on the playing field for the Cougars but I was impressed by his output as well. So there you go. Those are my notes from BYU football today. I got some great interviews we'll be playing over the next couple of days. I had one with Mason Wake we'll get to on tomorrow's show. Also some great comments from Preston Hadley, the defensive ends coach and high hybrids coach for BYU. What does he make of his defensive end unit? We'll talk about that later this week with him as well. So stay tuned for those later on in the week here on Locked On Cougars. So some great content and also another fun day out there, BYU football availability. Uh, Just kind of a a programming note for you guys, kind of planning out the rest of the week. Uh, BYU will have their annual photo day on Wednesday. Uh, Players will be milling around, be able to do uh, interviews on that day. Excuse me. 
So I'll be at the indoor practice facility grabbing guys for some interviews. But the next opportunity for us as a media contingent to see BYU football in action, the media observations, will not be until next week. So uh, if you want notes of what's happening in practice, well, my practice insiders, I'll be hitting them up to see what I can glean from them in terms of what's going on in fall camp and anything I learn, I'll be happy to pass along. But my own eyes will not be on the BYU football program in action until at least next week. All right, coming up here in just a moment, another new commitment to the BYU football program. They're on a bit of a roll here, folks, adding new guys seemingly left and right. Who is Owen Borg? Is resistance futile? We'll introduce you to the Corner Canyon linebacker who announced his commitment to the BYU football program here in just a moment as we continue on with Locked On Cougars. All right, who is Owen Borg? Yes, the last name, it is Borg, B-O-R-G. Resistance is futile. For you Trekkies out there, you Star Trek fans, and I admit, I I do like Star Trek. I went to space camp once upon a time uh, and had some fun with Star Trek. But Owen Borg is not uh, an android or what do you call it, the collective mind uh, that the Borg are in the Star Trek universe. What he is, though, is a very athletic linebacker prospect from Corner Canyon High School, just up the road from BYU. Yes, the place that produced the Wilson family. Well, Owen Borg is coming uh, to play for BYU. He announced it as a childhood dream to commit to the BYU football program. He actually just received his offer from BYU. Uh, not let's see, was it last week? Oh, yeah, August fourth. Uh, so just this past week, he received the offer. Four days later, he pulls the trigger and announces his commitment to the BYU football program. And I have watched Owen play a couple of times, calling high school football games. And the one thing I can say about him is he's not necessarily the thickest linebacker. Uh, 24-7 sports here list him at 6 foot 2 190 pounds I think he plays probably closer to 200 pounds uh, they're going to pack some weight onto him when he gets to BYU the weight uh, room will obviously be his friend when he gets to Provo but what I love about Owen Borg is he's more than capable of playing in space this is a guy to me this is just my observation and what I expect from him is that he's a guy who seems like a perfect fit for one of those hybrid roles maybe that flash linebacker position the guy like Chaz Ayu is expected to play should Chaz be available this season for the BYU football program. Owen is more than uh, capable of playing in space. Uh, he drops into coverage, and he's got uh, nice eyes. He makes sure to track the ball it, when it comes uh, from the quarterback's hand. Uh, he's got nice hands to go up there and get interceptions. Like I said, he's got the package to really be, I think, what you want in terms of a hybrid linebacker for the BYU football program. Does he fill out his frame and potentially move to playing more of a Mike uh, slash Rover position where it's more of a traditional linebacker spot? Maybe so by the time all is said and done uh, during his time as a Cougar. But what I love about him is he's got a, a vast skill set to draw from. Uh, he doesn't mind the contact part of playing linebacker, obviously. A program like Corner Canyon, uh, this is one of the top five, maybe the top three programs in terms of high school football in the state of Utah. Eric Kerr does an incredible job. I know that Corner Canyon's known more for their offensive prowess. They put out quarterbacks, wide receivers, some running backs over the years who are absolutely prolific players. But the one thing about it is they've always had pretty good defenses, and a guy like Owen Borg comes from the defensive side of the football for Corner Canyon where he may uh, toil in more of an, 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 an anonymous role for the Chargers but like I said, what I like about him is he's not afraid to come up in run support, a thump a dude here and there but at the same time, when you need him to drop into coverage and uh, fill a zone uh, maybe cover a, a, a running back coming out of the backfield, cover a tight end who may be in line as, as an outside linebacker is what he primarily has played for Corner Canyon this kid has got all the skills 
deals out there. I, I, there was some concern that BYU has so many linebackers on their roster as it stands that they wouldn't offer any linebackers in this recruiting class. Uh, just kind of something I was observing when it came to BYU's recruiting. But I think like Owen Borg, just the natural ability he flashes on film, you couldn't ignore it. You, you see it and you're like, you know what? We need a guy like that in the in the football program. So uh, Owen Borg, the newest member of the BYU football program, I believe that makes it, uh, is it 13 commits for BYU in the 2023 recruiting class? It might be 12 commits, but at the same time, the 2023 recruiting class for BYU is filling up fast, but there's a lot of talent in this group. Yeah, 12 hard commits for BYU, led obviously by Jackson Bowers, who recently announced his commitment. You also got guys like Pokaya Haunga, uh, Ryder Burton, the quarterback, Landon Chambers, Stanley Ross, uh, but Owen Owen Borg uh, checking in very nicely. He is uh, rated an 84 on the 24-7 uh, rankings in terms of a three-star prospect. That's actually not a bad place to start. I would imagine this upcoming season for Corner Canyon have his opportunity to go out and impress the scouts from 24-7 Sports and hopefully raise that rating a little bit higher. But what I love about him is, like I said, he's got all the skills to be an all-everything linebacker for BYU. A guy who's got the ability to drop into coverage, is also not afraid to come up in run support, can blitz. So just to me, if if I were BYU's coaching staff, and trust me, you don't want me on the coaching staff, I'd be throwing guys at different positions just because, I'm like, oh, that guy looks good there. These guys are far more nuanced and skilled at what they do in terms of their projections for these BYU players, but a guy like Owen Borg, to me, screams future flash linebacker sensation for BYU. I just I think that is the perfect spot for him in my mind. But ultimately, time will tell. Uh, six foot two, as I said, 190 pounds, so obviously you need to put some weight onto that frame, but I trust BYU's coaching staff in terms of their projections. They believe he can fill out his frame a little bit and at the same time eventually become an impact player for the BYU football program along the way. And I, for one, cannot wait to see him in a BYU uniform. That's the other thing about this. Uh, one of the note, not, I was wrapping things up, but one of the uh, thought that came to mind is a guy like Owen Borg. He dreamed of playing for BYU. Guys that are passionate about BYU want to live the principles that are obviously in line with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the sponsoring institution of BYU. You need those guys in the program. If their skill set, the overall uh, skills a guy like Owen Borg uh, has, if it's Division One quality, you want guys like that in the program because you need what they call program guys. It was a phrase that a once upon a time former BYU basketball coach Dave Rose gave to Patrick Kinahan and I on a radio show, and he talked about the fact that, yeah, some of these guys may not ever be the quote-unquote star player for your program, and in basketball there's this, obviously a smaller uh, roster in basketball, but he talked about these guys. They are the quote-unquote glue guys that keep rosters together. Is Owen Borg necessarily going to be the next Fred Warner at BYU? BYU, only time will tell. But a guy who is passionate about BYU, has dreamed of playing there, and has got the skill set that you think is going to translate to the Big 12, man, seems like a fantastic pickup for BYU. And congratulations to Owen Borg on adding uh, his name to BYU's 2023 recruiting class. You can do a lot worse than bringing in guys who absolutely crave playing for the BYU football program. It's not a bad thing to have if you're Kalani Satake. You need guys who are passionate about the program, dreamed of it their entire life. Those are great guys to have in a program. Obviously, you want a high-level talent. You want to bring in guys who are those quote-unquote impact four-star, five-star talents, but at the same time, there's 
for every four and five star talent that BYU gets, it seems to be their two or three uh, three star guys who are those grinders, those guys who kind of, as I said, toil in anonymity behind the scenes, who are going to make plays when you need them the most. That's what screams to me like a guy like a guy like Owen Borg at minimum. That's kind of the floor, I think, for a guy like Owen Borg for the BYU football program could be. The hope is that he does pan out. He ends up becoming that quote-unquote four-star talent during his time in Provo. And if he ends up being that next star flash linebacker, hey, that's a home run pickup for the BYU football program. So there you go. That is going to do it for today's edition of the show. Hope you guys had a fantastic time. Hopefully you got all the intel you were looking for from today's show. Uh, thank you for joining us. And all the way, by the way, Please make sure to follow the show on social media. Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter is kind of where the show doesn't stop. Uh, follow us, Locked On Cougar is the handle for all three of those platforms. If you want my thoughts on all things sports, you can check me out. I'm at Jacob C. Hatch as, uh, on Twitter as well. And as always, if you have to reach out with comments, concerns, advertising inquiries for the upcoming season, etc., please reach out via email. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address. That'll do it for us. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Go check out now our friends over the Locked On Big 12 podcast with your second listen of the day. Josh Neighbors will get you up to speed on everything going on in the Big 12. Kel Gundy uh, saying a bad word. Let's just put it that way. Racially charged uh, word multiple times. Getting himself uh, essentially uh, ordered to resign. or uh, He had to step down from his position at Oklahoma. Get all the latest on that or anything else going on with the Big 12 with the Locked On Big 12 podcast. Get it free and available wherever you get your podcasts just like this one. That'll do it for me. Have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast and we will talk to you guys soon. See ya.